Blog Talk Radio. normally do and it'll help bring you back it'll help smooth things over and if there was ever a time dare I say we in the United States never mind the entire world do not feel normal it is these days of facing the pandemic the worldwide pandemic of coronavirus also known as COVID-19 it is me Commissioner T have not done a show in a while Um, You know, we did the Super Bowl coverage, we did a show or two after the Super Bowl, and then we were kind of waiting for the NFL draft and the, uh, and free agency, free agency, and then the NFL draft to come back and do a show. Um, And then everything that we know has changed and possibly changed forever. So I've been sitting back, kind of trying to decide when would it make sense to come back on the air and do a show under what circumstances, why, what would I talk about? Um, you know, would I do a group show, bring all the fellas on, do one by myself? And then this morning I just said, you know what? It's time. It's time to be heard. Uh, I didn't, I, I told a few people I know and, you know, entities that I'm affiliated with. I'll talk about that in a minute. But I didn't make a big splash. Just said, hey, I'm going to get some things off my chest, talk about COVID, talk about the NFL a little bit, and then get on out of here. I'm not going to be on long. Um, but it, I just felt it was time to uh, say some things. And so here I am. And the first I, I want to start with is um, if you've been affected by losing a loved one, my condolences, our condolences, the team of the Madden Voice, um, if you yourself are battling and just happen to be tuning in, I, I never know who's tuning in. I can get a report after the show goes off the air and get a sense of where people are tuning in from. I can get numbers and all that good stuff. Thanks to blog talk radio, my partner, but I I don't know as I'm sitting here live, how many people are listening. It could be five people or 5 million. Honestly, don't, don't know. But if you're battling this terrible disease, um, hang in there, fight, you know, don't, don't give up fight. And uh, my prayers are with you. And if you're out there on the front line, and I don't mean just the medical people, although they're certainly the first people that come to mind, doctors, nurses, um, all the people that are in the medical profession, um, thank you. And we're behind you. We're with you. But also everyone else that's out there, customer-facing, grocery stores, pharmacies, um, drive throughs at restaurants, 
uh, something near and dear to my heart. Bank, thing that's deemed essential. I know I'm missing quite a few businesses, but if you're out there and clearly at some level of risk, no matter who you are, um, thank you, and, and I'm praying for you that you make it through this without uh, any physical discomfort, no symptoms, and um, you know, and that, that, that being employed is a good thing for you and that the income is coming in. And, and I know that's a big issue around this country as we see unemployment skyrocket. People are losing jobs. People are um, getting hours cut. And, uh, it, you know, businesses have been impacted greatly. Um, so I'm praying for you. We here at the Madden Voice are praying for you. And uh, if, I had, if I was a multi-billionaire, I'd, I'd be figuring out ways to help everybody, everybody that I could. And thank God we've got a lot of billionaires out there that are doing that. So we will get through this. We will get through this. Um, I remember being a little boy. And uh, actually, before I, before I get into my coverage and some things I want to discuss and the stories I'm going to tell, um, I, did, I did want to shout out a new group of friends of mine that I made. Um, I can't call them new anymore, but I don't talk about them on this show because kind of not, you know, as, as everyone listening to the show knows, I was a big Madden guy for a number of years, thus the Madden voice. Um, big in a video game, had many, many Madden leagues, direct connection with EA Sports. They would come into the show traveled around the country with the top players in the game, played against them, refed for uh, MLG Gaming, um, pretty much all the OGs of the game. I know them all. Some of these new guys I don't really know. But all the OGs, I know them on a first-name basis. Um, good, good, good young men that have grown up and have families and stuff now. Some still play, some don't. So I, 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 was, I was part of that community for a long time. Um, got, got away from it and uh, kept the show and changed it from video games to uh, football, and so for the last several years, been covering just football, uh, but been doing the show for 11 years. Thank you. Uh, but uh, recently, within the last, I don't know, eight or nine months, I've discovered a new game. It's called uh, Star Trek Fleet Command. I was um, kind of in need of something to fill up my spare time while I was sitting home uh, taking care of some things, and I had seen the commercials and I was like, you know, I'm a big Star Trek guy. I've watched, you know, I've seen all the movies, watched the series, and, you know, yeah, I wonder how this game is. And so then one day I just downloaded it. You know, near the end of last summer, I just kind of downloaded it, started playing it, joined one group. They were terrible. Got away from them. Joined another group. They were terrible. Got away from them. And then I met the group that I'm affiliated with now, um, Stage 5 Klingon, we are called. A K A L A L M A O. Yeah, that's what that's yeah, you know, L M A O, my boys. And um I have a lot of fun. I enjoy it. It 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 is uh I can't say it's always relaxing. There's a lot of stress involved in playing the game, but it's fun. It's competitive and uh really part of a good group. So I posted in them that I was gonna do the show. Uh only a handful of them ever even I've ever even spoke to. It's all online stuff. Great game by the way. If you guys ever want to check it out great game um but if you join and you see me i'm spock the lurker if you see me i will blow you up because i can um but uh great game i have a lot of fun i just want to shout out my boys they have to be listening i doubt many of them are listening because once you get in that game you just kind of get grinding moving forward and uh you see some posts on some some guy that's going to do a show it's like yeah okay great and then you kind of go back to doing what you're doing so it's unlikely that any of them are even listening but if they are fellas it's Fox the Lurker. That's my name in the game. 
on the show. However, I am Commissioner T. So right now, the lurkers on the side. I'm not lurking. I'm doing the show. Want to give you guys a shout out. You're my boys. We don't we don't always see eye to eye, but we're family. And um, you know, I'll be back on the game at some point today. Y'all will see me, and um, let's get that faction hunt done. And uh, let's do what we do. Let's do what we do. Okay. So enough about that. Um, so, you know, I remember being a little boy and sitting in a, in, a, in a doctor's office and I was reading uh, Time magazine and they were talking about um, Jonestown Massacre, Guyana. And, uh, you know, back then, obviously, when I was a kid, there was no cable. I mean, it was cable, but there was no, um, I think cable had just kicked in. But it, it, no internet, no, you know, all that 24-hour stuff didn't happen. So you literally had to watch like the 6.30 news. <laughs> or uh, read a magazine or the newspaper to find out what was going on. If you didn't do that, you were you were you didn't know. So I remember reading about it and it intrigued me. I'm like, wow, that's pretty interesting that this group of people in this cult they moved to Guyana, whatever, and then um, you know they ended up all drinking this Kool Aid that had cyanide or arsenic or whatever. There was cyanide in it, and they all died. And there's like pictures of them dead. And I was a little boy. I'm like, wow. And I remember my kids reading about it, and I was thinking, wow, I lived that. Like I remember reading the article and then watching the news and learning about that as it happened. And now my kids are reading about it in the history books. I was living history. And, and I explained to them, that's where the term drinking the Kool-Aid came from. If you ever hear that term and someone says, hey, man, you really like that, man? You need to stop drinking that Kool-Aid. Well, that's where it came from. They all drank Kool-Aid laced with cyanide and they all died. Um, and they didn't realize it, I don't believe, at the time. So, um, so I remember that and I felt like I was living history. I remember HIV, Magic Johnson, right? Because when HIV first came out, we thought it was only gay people and drug users. That's, that's what they said. And then Magic Johnson came out and was the face of HIV. Well, as far as we know, Magic ain't gay. He's married. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he's not gay. And as far as we know, he's a superstar athlete. He ain't using drugs, at least intravenously. And so here's this superstar and he has it, you know, and then, and then later on other big, you know, Arthur Ashe, Eze, and all these, you know, other big names, and it became real. And it was a huge thing for years. And obviously it doesn't get talked about as much now because of medications and all of that. But back then it was a big deal and everybody was scared. What do we do? Right. And then I remember 9-11 and being that I'm in Connecticut, Bristol, Connecticut, of ESPN, but I am not affiliated with ESPN, just happened to be in the same town. And I remember 9-11 and the fear of if they can hit New York, which is 100 miles west of me, I can get there in less than two hours. I get in my car right now, I could be at the um, Empire State Building in two hours. That's how close it is. And I remember World Trade Center, many of us been there, many of us going up to the top. There was a name for it, and for, forgive me, what I don't remember what they used to call it, but there was a name for it when you went to the top of the World Trade Center. I've been there. Panther Fitzgerald was an entity that I had had some connections with back in the time that was based in the World Trade Center. And then this whole thing happened, and we're literally watching it. And first it was some random plane hit the World Trade Center. Okay, big deal. And then within two hours it became hijacked airlines, Pennsylvania, New York, two of them the Pentagon, and all of a sudden we're at war, no air travel. I mean, and, and now 
And, you know, by the way, those of you who remember how it used to be going into the airports, and then after that, you know, uh, take off your shoes and nothing more than four like everything changed. And again, I'm saving history. Now people hear about it, you know, younger people hear about 9-11. It's a story. You read about it, it's, oh, yeah, I was living history. Dare I say, even with those major things that have gone on, all of them, including 9-11, not even close to what we're dealing with today. Not even close. Not even in the same as everyone in the world. I, I, have, I, have, I myself, if you've seen something like this, Give me a call. Call me right now, 347-838-9525. I'll put you, I'll put you live in here. I know I don't, we don't do a lot of call-ins anymore, but if you want to tell me that I'm wrong, call me right now and tell me that, hey, Commissioner T, you're wrong. I, I'm good. Cool. I can handle it. 347-838-9525. You don't want to do that? Send a tweet to uh, Commissioner T at the Madden Voice. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I, I'm more than happy to uh, entertain that I'm wrong. But I've never seen anything like this before. And it started, innocently enough, I'm sitting in a bar, my boys, LG, Chuck, I don't know if they're listening, but if they are, you know, probably my two best friends out there, and we're at the Tipping Chair, shout out to Jeff Beatty, Tipping Chair, great local establishment, if you're in Connecticut, and they reopen, well, you can order from them now, they're doing takeout and stuff, so, something. Google the Tipping Chair, great wings, get some wings from them, do, do, do that, do that for me, but we're sitting there having a beer, and I'm wa- and they had the TVs up, and I'm watching Rudy Gobert test positive, NFL season suspended indefinitely. It was a Tuesday night, and I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I looked at my buddy. <laughs> he laughed when I said it. It was kind of a joke, but eh, too far from reality. I said, well, I guess I should go home and wrap myself in plastic. I was half joking, like, you know, like, oh, my God. I had no idea what was coming. And now here we are a little over a month later, about five weeks later, and all governors everywhere saying, um, even if you walk out of your house, put on a mask, but stay home, work from home. Unless you're deemed essential, stay home, work from home. Events that are still going on, like WrestleMania, something that I enjoy. I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid. Me and my dad on Saturday, Saturday, 1 o'clock, channel 22. Me and my dad would sit there and watch wrestling. Wrestling makes me feel good. Brings back good memories from my childhood. Me, my dad, my brother, JB. Shout out to my brother, JB, who's a co-host on this show. Um, I know he's out there. He's probably listening. He's probably, he's probably the only listener I got. It's probably just me and him. He's probably, he's probably in his living room or, or his office at home or, you know, somewhere listening to the show. And it's probably just, I'm probably just talking to him. Ain't nobody else out there. You know, it's okay. I'm good. Shout out to him. We watch wrestling. That's what we did growing up. So as, a, as an adult, I still watch it. I enjoy it. I know it's fake. It's like a movie. I enjoy it. They did WrestleMania, their biggest event of the year. Nobody. They couldn't have it. They, couldn't, they had to do it in their, in their performance center with no audience, no live audience. Now they're talking about bringing sports back. Football, baseball, and eventually football, soccer, to empty stadiums, setting up, you know, going to like Arizona to play baseball and having multiple fields where teams can rotate, but the teams would literally be housed in a hotel, something safe, quarantined in a hotel for the season. Like, they wouldn't be going home. That would be the, 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 the negative. Like, once the Major League Baseball season starts, this is, this is not finalized, so don't call me and say, see, that's not going to happen. I, I know. 
I know, but this is what's being discussed. We'll put you up. You'll be here for four months. We're going to go through the season, but you can't go home for fear that you could catch something, bring it back, or so you can't do that. This is what's being discussed. I, 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 this every day, and it's something different. The administration wants to reopen businesses, and we've got 30,000 deaths in this country. I live, you know, a drive from the city, and it's a mess. And I'm in Connecticut. We're not much better. Jersey's right there. I used to live in Jersey. I mean, tri-state area up here is about as hard hit as anywhere in this country. And I'm watching the news. They're talking about we're going to reopen businesses sooner than later. Are you kidding me? I, I, I have never experienced this. I've never seen this. I've never felt this. I don't know what to expect. You know, do, do you want to watch NFL played? in an empty stadium. I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I watched WrestleMania. It was cool. It was different. But I didn't get the same thrill. I got Monday Night Raw tape for those of you who are wrestling fans. I still haven't watched it. I get around to it. It's not the same. You know, NBA basketball and LeBron James comes and dunks on Kawhi Leonard and there's no fans to scream to go, you know, ah, look at that. Tom Brady, as everyone knows, if you follow football, I mean, think about it. Two of the biggest sports stories in the history of sports, the untimely death of Kobe Bryant and Tom Brady after 20 years going to, at 43, going to another team. And those things are back page, like totally forgotten about stories behind COVID-19. Just to let you know where we're at in 2020. Kobe's death was the biggest story one of the biggest stories ever, and Tom Brady was right there as, as a huge story. No one cares now. I mean, we care, but not when people are dying. We, we know Kobe died an untimely death, but you know what I mean. Tom Brady's going to go play for Tampa Bay, and he's going to play in an empty stadium. I want to see the reaction of the crowd. That's, that's half of the reason why I watch sports, because you know what? I have my reaction. I'm sitting in my living room. And I yell and scream. And we're not going to get that at the the rush of bringing some level of sports and competition back for us. And I get it. For us sports fanatics, yes, I guess the big macro level, almost anything is better than nothing. But is it really? Do I want – I mean, what does it mean now if the basketball season resumes next month or in June? They play till they're trying not to compete with NFL because they'll lose. Sorry, but they'll lose. Say they're able to bring it back and either go right into the playoffs or do a shortened, condensed season uh, or get the, the last 20 or so games played and go in, and then, and then LeBron James repeat, you know, wins, not repeat, but he gets his fourth championship. Or is it going to feel the same as had the season continued on? Or do you just call it a day? And I get it. These guys, you know, they're all getting older. Like, do you just call it a day? Do you just say, okay, basketball, it's over. You know, we'll see you in the fall. This, there'll just be no, no playoffs, no championship. It's over. I, I don't have the answer. Do you say to baseball, um, play in front of fans? We're not going to play. Do you say to football, my first love of sports, thus the Madden voice. You know, we got some time. We got a little time to see if we can get people in the stands. But 
We're not going to make that decision until we get into September, or August, July or August, then we'll make that decision. Do the stadiums remove a seat so that there's social distancing? I know that's, you know, not ideal, but do they go in and take one seat out? Every other seat is removed or every other seat is blocked off or whatever would be the cost-effective way to get it done. And, and so it's half the attendance, but at least there's social distancing in your seat. Although you got to still walk by the person, you got to get into the stadium. So I don't know how that works out. Do you require masks? Like, I, I don't have the answers, but this is the norm that we're, dare I say, until this thing is cured, we're going to be faced with this. And right now, you know, the earliest possibility for a cure is, what is it, saying, 18 months? So talking near the end of next year. And then on top of that, let's just say it is cure. Let's say they miraculously, you know, they're talking about plasma and antibodies and all that. How are you going to feel? How are you going to feel, you know, they lift all the restrictions, all the governors lift the restrictions, the, the uh, leaders of the respective countries, you know, lighten the restrictions, and you can get out of your house and you can, you can move around freely again. How are you going to feel? How are you going to feel going to the grocery store then? Now it's limited. But say you can go and there's no limitation. You can go to your favorite restaurant and have dinner. You can go to your bar and have a cocktail or watch your favorite band. You can go to the beach or go to your favorite beach bar. You can get on an airplane and go take a vacation. You don't feel okay about that? You can go to the NFL. You can go to Foxborough Stadium about 90 minutes from me. Giant Stadium in the Meadowlands about two hours, 15 minutes from me where the Giants and the Jets play. So I got three sports teams that I can drive to. I could actually drive to Philly and, 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 and watch the Eagles. I never would do that, even if the Cowboys are playing there. Not going to happen. Different discussion for another day. But how are you going to feel? Are you going to – just because the governor of your state or, you know, for those of you outside the United States, the uh, prime minister or president or leader of your country says, okay, let's try to get back to norm. Are you just going to snap back to norm? Are you just going to go to your soccer game? Like, how are you going to feel? Or are you going to be wondering, is it really time? I get it. We're all quarantined. We're getting cabin fever. It's tough, especially if, you know, it's probably a little bit easier for those of you. I live alone, and I'm cool. But it's probably a little easier if you have your family there, you're married, or you got a live-in girlfriend or boyfriend, or you have kids, or, you know, maybe, you know, your mom is of a – you know, the senior age and, you know, she's in the in-law space in your, in your home or something like that. If you're able to have people in your home every day, it's probably a little bit easier, although they might be getting on your nerves by now. <laughs> you might be trying to find that, you know, that, that closet, that extra coat closet you have, that might be where you go to a little flashlight and, or your little cell phone for like half an hour a day just to get away from everybody. But it's probably a little bit easier for those of you and those of us who live alone. Eh, it might be a little more challenging. I'm okay. I'm good. But I can't speak for everybody else. But how are you going to feel? It's going to be business as usual in two, three, four months, six months. I don't think so. My, my, my good friend LG said, we'll never be the same. At first I said, nah, we forget. And then I started letting that marinate a little bit. I started thinking about it. I'm like, hey, he's right. Will we ever go back? They're talking about, I'm a businessman. Y'all know, you know, I do what I do I'm a, you know, in the corporate world. When I'm not, you know, when I'm not, uh, like right now I'm on my, uh, technically it's, you would consider it 
a, a lunch break, if you want. So I did it at this time. When I'm done, I, you know, I got some work I need to do. So, you know, and some of my friends that work with me might be listening. And, hey, hey guys, I'm still working. Relax. I'm just kidding. They, they trust, everybody trusts me. But um, they're saying no more handshaking. No more shaking hands. Can't even imagine. I mean, it, it's like that was like the only thing that President Trump said that I actually understood when they asked him, you're supposed to be social distancing, and yet we see you shaking hands with people. And he's like, well, it's a habit. It's like, it's just, it's, and it is. I meet somebody, I shake hands. Under some circumstances in my life, I may meet somebody and it may be time for a little hug because I'm a hugger. Can't do that now. Never mind shaking hands. That day that I was at the bar with my buddies and I went home, the next day I had a, a meeting of a particular board of directors that I chair. And it was about 20 of us that Wednesday. So it was a Tuesday night, and everything hit the fan. And then that Wednesday morning, I had a live meeting, and I went, and none of us shook hands. We did elbows, we did feet, or we just waved. Because we had already been spooked because of the night before. Had that not happened? Oh, yeah, it would have been a normal love fest. Hey, good to see you. Hey, how's everything? How's business? Yeah, okay. You know, no, none of us shook hands. And we made the decision immediately that we were going to go to conference calls for the foreseeable future because we had a sense that this was all coming didn't think it'd be to this extent, but we knew, let's just play it safe. Let's just go to conference calls and play this thing out. And, man, were we right. Now that all everyone is pretty much doing conference calls. No one's meeting in person anymore. But is that how business is going to be moving forward? I mean, this thing, this is real. I mean, ESPN has been hyping the last dance, which I'm happy to see, by the way. Michael Jordan, the untold story of Michael Jordan and the Bulls last season. They've been hyping it since last summer. Pissed me off that you're advertising something, and then it says June 2020. Really? But they knew what they were doing. But really? I got to wait a year for that? Whatever. They moved it up. It's coming Sunday night, by the way. 9 o'clock. 10-part series. First two episodes are Sunday night. Such a DVR. Even if you're not a Michael Jordan fan, if you're a sports fan, you got to watch this thing. It's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. I promise you. You you will thank me later. Even if you're not a basketball fan. Now, if you don't follow sports at all, it may be boring. So you don't watch, don't worry. Um, or maybe it will be interesting. I don't know. But check it out. They moved it up to April because everybody's home. They're like, all right, we need to give somebody. We need to entertain people. People are home. Let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do this. I I, I don't know what's coming. clearly will be different than what we've ever experienced. And I don't know how to take that. I, I, I don't. I don't go to live sports too often. I just enjoy my 65, my 60, yeah, let me, let me brag for a minute. My 65-inch 4K, you know, blah, 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 Samsung Super Deluxe TV with the surround sound system. Yeah, 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 I said it. What? No, but, you know, you, you, today, you, you know, this ain't the old days. Now the TVs and all of the technology, surround sound and 4K and plasma and all of that, you know, you, you get almost, hey, when I went to Dallas and watched the Cowboys, I was looking up at the big screen most of the time, as was everyone in the stadium. The game's right there. I'm looking at the big screen. So we, we love sitting home. Or, or going to the local bar, here we go again, with our buddies, 
and they have the TVs, and you can catch any game you want, get some wings, get a beer, and you don't got to sit, you don't got to, you know, drive two hours, you don't have to, you know, park, you don't have to deal with traffic, you don't have to, you know, deal with someone sitting in front of you that's making, you know, that's getting in your way, standing up, and they can sit down, because I'm sitting down, now you stand up, I got to stand, you got to deal with all that stadium stuff, you ain't got to deal with it. I look forward to the NFL every year. I look forward to it. I don't know now. They added a seventh. They added a seventeenth game. Change the playoff structure. I don't know that I agree with that, and we'll talk about that on an upcoming show. And I really want to get my my fellas on to to chop that up. They're going seventeen games, and they're going uh, only one by, and they're adding. Um, is, is it two? Yeah going from 12 to 14 playoff teams in each conference. I don't know that I agree with any of that, but it's done. So it is what it is. Again, in a, in a follow-up show when I bring um, – by the way, shout-out to, to my brother, JB, who also co-hosts the show with me, Commissioner um, Commission T, that's me, uh, Dr. Train out on the West Coast. Uh, he's going, I need to reach out to him. I haven't heard from him. I've heard from K-Star and, of course, my brother. I haven't heard from Dr. Train. So let me holler at Dr. Train, make sure he's good out there on the West Coast. But that's my brother. Um, as well out there in California. Shout out to him and his lovely wife. And a shout out to my boy K-Star. We don't see eye to eye politically, but hey, we don't have to. He's still my boy. Um, Steelers fan that he is. Trains Bears fan. Me and my brother Cowboys fan. Shout out to my team. Hey, we'll get back on this air soon. Definitely want to talk about that. I'm excited! Even if I may not agree with what they're doing, it's going to be different. Let's check it out. You know? Girly, new team. Uh, was uh, uh, Deion, uh, Hopkins from Texas, new team, through all the free agency moves, but there was plenty of them. Cam Newton, free agent. Where is he going to end up? By the way, this is a football show, even though I've been doing a lot of COVID stuff. Did I tell y'all? Did I tell y'all? Did I not, have I not said, that Cam Newton will not be Hall of Fame material. Cam Newton will face challenges. Now, I get he was injured, but that was some of that was his ego. And I, did, I not, did I not tell you Cam Newton would not hit Cam Newton potential? And here are we now. You and Jameis Winston. There's your company, Cam. Jameis Winston can't tie your boots. Can't tie your damn sneakers. To even put you two in the same category is an insult to Cam Newton. But you're both free agents right now. Cam ain't on no team. This guy was an MVP in the league. <laughs> he was an NFL MVP. 15-1. and one. Went to a Super Bowl. Lost, but went to a Super Bowl. 2015, guys. That was not long ago. Now he can't get a team. He, he, he will probably end up on a team. Don't, don't, don't count for him to be a starter right away. He'll be a backup somewhere. And then maybe at some point, if he can be a shadow of what he used to be post-injury, he might compete for the starting job somewhere. But I believe he'll get picked up somewhere. I believe Winston will get picked up somewhere, but there'll be backups. But Winston should be a backup. Winston's been a disaster as an NFL quarterback. A disaster. Him and his, his counterpart drafted at the same time, Mariota, disasters. Sometimes the hype doesn't meet the outcome. And there's two disasters. So these are NFL stories that are still being told 
Dak Prescott, my quarterback, Dallas Cowboys, believe blue and silver, franchise tag. He said, I'm not playing under franchise tag. Now, that was pre-COVID. Don't know what that means. Not sure what he's going to do. I, 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 you know, we need our quarterback. Now, I believe he's going to get signed. I believe before too long they will work out a long-term deal and Dak will, will, will be one of the top paid NFL quarterbacks in the NFL. Not because he deserves it, because that's what the market will bear. Make no mistake about it. There is no way on this planet that Dak Prescott is a top five NFL quarterback on any, on any standard, on any – I, I I'm, I'm love my team, but I'm a realist. I'm honest, even with my own team. There is no way that Dak Prescott is a top five NFL quarterback, yet he will get top two, maybe top money. But definitely he'll be right up there. He'll, get, he'll be right up there. He'll be up in that 35 to 40 million range when this is said and done. He's already getting tagged at, I believe, 33 million. That's going to be his one-year tag. And that's just what the market will bear. And the market will bear whatever the contract. So because of the market, he's going to earn it. He ain't worth that. But at the same time, you know, he, he should be your quarterback. And please, guys, stop with the trade him. Really? Sorry. No. No. Tua is injury prone. I don't want injury prone. Dak is an Iron Man. Does Tua have a higher upside healthy? Yep. Is it worth the risk of injury? Nope. Will I take the, the degrade in talent for um, stability? Look at what happened with Tony Romo. If Tony Romo had stayed healthy, I, I promise you, Dallas would have a Super Bowl by now. If Tony Romo was able to stay healthy, my opinion, I'm sticking to it. He didn't stay healthy. Especially that last season where he got hit in the back coming in and taking his job. Oh, that team was primed to go to the Super Bowl under Tony Romo. That team was primed. Look at what it did under Dak as a rookie. Arguably the best performance ever by a rookie quarterback, Dak Prescott. Look what the Dallas team, Zeke as a rookie. Look at that team did. 13 and 3, first round bye. End up losing to the Packers. Tony Romo's healthy, plays that year out healthy. Dallas goes to the Super Bowl. Do they win? I don't know. <laughs> I could go that far, but they go to the Super Bowl. No doubt about it in my mind. But the best ability is availability. Tony Romo later in his years, too many injuries. Tough guy, played hurt, but too many injuries. Dak missed the practice. It was all over the news. Hasn't missed the game. Yeah, give me Dak over Tua, who just had devastating hip. I think it was hip and ankle. Now he says he's healthy. Okay, good luck. And go to a 3-13 and 13 team that can take a risk and give you a chance to, you know, do your thing. The Cowboys have been on the brink for a while now. We don't need a rookie quarterback. We had our rookie. We've developed him. He knows the system. He's grown. He's matured. His rookie year, he couldn't throw the deep ball. Now he can throw the deep ball. We just signed Amari Cooper to a huge contract. Uh, whether you agree or disagree, it's done. Um, and he's done good for Zach. We locked up Zeke. Um, so we will lock up Zach Prescott. Don't, but I don't want Tua. Unless Tua was coming in with the understanding that he's going to be the backup for the foreseeable future, and at some point maybe we'll let you compete for a starting job. It won't be this year. I won't be next year either, bro. He don't want that. He wants to come in and do what all the other rookies did. Come in, either compete and win the job, or come in and be, yep, 
you know, the, the next Baker may feel but hopefully a lot better than Baker. What a disappointment Baker's been. Sorry, but he has been. Anyway, there's there's so much football that I could talk, but I almost feel like it's disrespectful. Maybe it would be the thing to do to give everyone a break from COVID, but COVID is so pre- prevalent in our society. People are dying like, every day. I don't get involved in the jokes about COVID that I hear people doing, calling it Kung Flu, and uh, I, I don't think it's funny. People are dying. I don't, I don't think that's funny at all. So I don't partic- – and you guys know me by now. You've, you, 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 you've heard the show. I'm, I'm, I'm the first one to poke fun at something. I'm the first one to crack a joke about something. Yeah, I'm the first one to tease somebody about something. First one to talk smack. Oh, don't, let's not get that started. Y'all know how I roll. I'll talk about you and your mama. Y'all know how I roll. This is different. This is serious. People are dying every – the 800 people a day are dying just in New York. Just in New York, 800 people a day, a day, are dying. I'm not making jokes about this and calling it funny names and, and you know, uh, I'm not going to do it. If you want to do that, good luck. If you feel good about that, great. I hope you don't catch it. Be the butt of your own joke. I hope no one you care about or love catches it and you over there making jokes. I, I hope that you stay healthy. I'm not going to joke about it. It's too damn serious to me to joke about it. But I do think it's something we've got to be aware of and talk about. And, and, you know, if you're out there not believing or out there not social distancing or out there, you know, not protecting yourself and protecting your loved ones, shame on you. Shame on you. You know, I'll be honest. The last time I was out, I did not wear a mask. Over the last several days, the discussion of wearing a mask has become, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. And so now I'm like, okay. And now I guess in Connecticut, it's pretty close to being mandatory. Our governor, who's been on the news, Governor Ned Lamont, actually like him, has said he's probably going to sign an executive order um, making masks. If you're not social distancing, you have to wear a mask. I don't know how they can enforce that. So I'm going to, you know, when I leave the house, I'll don a mask. But this is serious, ladies and gentlemen. This is real. And if you're not giving this the respect that it deserves, shame on you. Shame on you. This is no joke. This is no hoax, as someone once said not that long ago. This isn't going to go away when the weather gets warm. It's not going to take care of itself. We control this by how we live our lives. Every one of us has impact on this. Yeah, you too. Yeah, you too. You have impact on this. Are you social distancing? Are you staying home? And if you do have to go out, are you protecting yourself from other people and them from you? If we can do that while they're working on vaccines and symptom relief drugs and ultimately cures, we will defeat this. If we don't, I'm sorry to say this thing ain't going away. It won't go away. It's not just going to go away despite what was said by top-ranking officials, you know, back in February. It's not going to happen. This thing is here to stay. Remember, this started in China, Wuhan, China. Watch any of the documentaries out there on how this started. A few months later, it's worldwide, worldwide. It doesn't care who you are. It doesn't care if you're an athlete, as Rudy Gobert and many athletes found out. It doesn't care if you're a celebrity, 
Idris Elba found out. Doesn't care if you're a politician, as numerous politicians found out. Doesn't care if you're a TV star, as the governor of New York's brother, Chris Cuomo, who hosts a show on CNN every night from his basement because he got it. And last night he reported that his wife had it, but so far she's doing okay. It doesn't care. Rams, Brian Allen, says he tested positive for the virus. Literally, first active NFL player to say publicly has tested positive. Brian Allen of the Rams has it. Literally, right now, this is what I'm seeing scroll across my screen. As I say this, as I say it doesn't care, the first NFL player literally just announced that he has coronavirus. So how's that for timing? Doesn't care. So are you going to do your part? The faster and more consistent that we do our part, maybe, maybe we have a chance to get back to some level of normalcy. Maybe the next show I do, I can just, I can talk about the NFL with my brother, with K-Star, with Dr. Train. Maybe you guys will call in and let's chop up and let's debate NFL. And y'all give me a hard time because you hate the Cowboys. I'm okay with that. Maybe we can go back to work and make the, you know, I'm working, but a lot of us aren't. Maybe y'all can go back to work and make the money you need to take care of your families. Not have to worry about how you pay your rent, your mortgage, your car payment, your insurance. But all of this happens if we do what's right right now. Y'all want something to do at home? Y'all want something to do? Yo, get, on, get, get a game going. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If, you. if you have your family, play board games with your family. You know, the same board games, are, they're still fun. Monopoly and all those clues and risk. And, um, I used to play Stratego. I don't know if that's still out there. But, man, I love that game. You know, life, all those games are still fun. You got your kids to play the game. You want to get on a computer and play computerized version? Go ahead. You want to get on Star Trek Fleet Command with me and my boys? Come on, we got something for you. Server 31, we're waiting for you. Bring it. Don't sing it. Let's go. But stay home. Do the right thing. I want my next show to be fun. I don't want to be doom and gloom. I want my next show to talk about how Dak Prescott got signed. I want to talk about Tom Brady and what our expectations are. I want to talk about Big Ben, and is Big Ben going to come back and be 100%? I want to talk about who is the best running back in the NFL. Is it Zeke? Is it Saquon? Landon Collins, who used to play with Saquon, now plays for the Redskins, said it was Zeke. He said, I'm sorry. I think Zeke is better. Saquon's the real deal. But I was on that team, and I just, I just think Zeke is better. What? I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Jameis. I want to talk about Cam. I want to talk about the draft. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. Actually, I'm sorry, next week. Seven days is the NFL draft. I want to do a show and talk about the draft. Who went number one? And right now I'm like, I don't feel like I can do any of that like I really want to because people are dying. breaks my heart every day. I watch the news and I see the stories. This lady's sister died. She worked in a grocery store. And she got sick, and she's like, and she begged, please don't let my sister die. And she died. I can't get on the air and, and be happy because I love talking football. I love talking sports. Maybe even talk a little basketball. I love it. I can't even do it and be happy. People are out there dying. Can't do it. I'm looking forward to being able to do that again. Not because it makes not not for me, for you. Not because oh now now Commissioner T 
is happy. No, that means we've done the right thing. That means that we got our act together and we tightened it a bit and we're taking this thing seriously so that at some point we can do everything we can to try to get back to living some level of a normal life. That's what we want. I think we will never take the lives we had previously for granted again. I know I won't. I know the ability to go and hang out with my loved ones. I haven't hugged my mother in five weeks. My mother, because I don't want to, not because she doesn't want to, because my mother is a senior and it's dangerous. I may have it and not know it. So guess what? I haven't hugged anybody. I'm home because I'm trying to be safe. I've kept my distance. I haven't seen my kids. I want all of that to pass. I want it to be safe again. I want to be able to go to the people I love, the loved ones in my life, and hug them and kiss them and not have to worry about, do I have to go home and quarantine for 14 days? I want that for all of you. I want our lives to go back to what we had or as close to it as possible, but it ain't going to happen unless we take this thing seriously. If you think it's a joke, just watch the news for 30 minutes. And you'll realize that this is serious. People are dying every day. What do we have, 30,000-plus deaths in this country based on this? Best guesstimate. And, and it could be higher because they're like people are dying of heart attacks and other things. But was a heart attack caused because of COVID complications? Or was a heart attack ta- caused because, you know, they had a bad heart and they had a heart attack? So they're trying to figure out which it is so they can report accurate numbers. But we're well above, what, 30,000? Well above 600,000 cases? This is real, guys. This is real. And please treat it as such. I'm going to leave it there. Like I said, there's so much sports I could talk about. I don't feel it's time yet. But at some point soon, I'm looking forward to coming back, talking about how the basketball season has resumed, maybe. Baseball season's underway. NFL's in training camp. Uh, we defeated COVID or got it to the point where we've managed it and we can, we can go out and live our lives comfortably. Maybe we've had to make some adjustments, but we're back. People are going back to work. The economy is recovering. You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the day that I can come on the air and do that with my brother, JB. Love you, bro. If you're listening, my boys, Dr. Train, K-Star, my peoples, and we can come on the air and talk. NFL football, maybe a little basketball because, you know, we get in there too and talk about life. I'm looking forward to it. And in the meantime, I will repeat myself. If you are a first responder, thank you. If you are frontline, thank you. If you are suffering from this horrible disease, I'm praying for you, but don't give up. You fight. You fight. Don't, Don't let this disease beat you. The mind is stronger than you give it credit for. If you believe that you can defeat it, it matters. You fight. And if you're the friend of a victim, of someone that's going through this, you tell them to fight. And if you've lost somebody, my condolences. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you. This is, uh, I don't want to say it's been fun, but um, it, was, it was needed. I needed to get some stuff out. And you know what? If one person hears this, um, we do have the pad- podcast. If you have an iPhone, you can tell anybody you know, hey, check out the Madden Voice on your iPhone. You can subscribe to our uh, free show. We don't charge for the show. It's free. Um, so you can subscribe and get notifications every time we do a show. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter. 
uh, at The Madden Voice. Um, you can catch us on Facebook, The Madden Voice. We have our own Facebook page. Uh, the number 347-838-9525 has been the same number to call in for 11 years. You can call in at any time while we're in the air and, and talk to us. Um, but we hope to be back on the air soon. And in the meantime, thank you. Thank you for your support. Godspeed, pandemic. And as Deion Sanders said, we're going to be all right. We will. This too shall pass. I have all faith in the world that it'll be okay. We just got to do the right thing. It ain't going to be easy, but sometimes things that are easy aren't worth it. We fight for this. We'll appreciate it more. We'll get our lives back. Everybody take care. This is not a feud that'll be settled on the field, as I normally say, but this is a feud that we will settle and we will win. I'll see you soon. Bye.